Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. This is the Hagman Report, where truth can't be silenced. I want to welcome everyone to to today's broadcast. Thank you so much for your pa- your um, patronage, your support. Um, again, thank you, thank you. Without your support, we couldn't do it. I've got a, we've got a just a tremendously packed show for you today. I'm going to uh, start out by bringing on Randy Taylor. Randy Taylor, analyst with Hagman Report. HagmanReport.com. That's what, by the way, that's where you can find everything. HagmanReport.com. On the top, there's a banner. You can click the banner for the videos, audios, the whole thing. That's HagmanReport.com. Also, HagmanStore.com for coffee, delicious coffee, gourmet coffee. Yes, it's expensive, but proceeds go to groups that help fight child and human sex trafficking. Let's bring Randy on right away. Want to get to get to the news right away? Let's go. Randy, how are you? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Terrific. It's good to good to see you, my friend. Hey, it's good to see you too. All right. Uh, last night, let's start with last night. We uh, we have a new associate Supreme Court justice, Amy Coney Barrett, um, number three, nom- uh, confirmed under uh, President Donald Trump versus. Two by Obama. Just saying, it's uh, it's a win there. Let's uh, let's show the people what happened last night. Oh, hang on a second. It's uh, it's being it's uh, it's being set up. So you're looking good though, my friend. Thank you. I'll tell you, every 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 day above ground is a good day. That's right. Here we go. I, Amy Coney Barrett, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Nominated September 29th, 2020, confirmed October 26th. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you all for being here tonight. And thank you, President Trump, 
for selecting me to serve as an Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. It's a privilege to be asked to serve my country in this office, and I stand here tonight truly honored and humbled. All right. That was last, <clears throat> excuse me, that was last evening, and uh, she was uh, confirmed by the Senate advising consent uh, 52 to 48. And to the uh, leftist scumbags out there who are detracting, saying that she's Ill illegitimate, three words for you. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Randy Taylor, what do you have to say? Um, embrace the suck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what I want to know is what does haystack.com have to say about this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting uh, emails about that. It's a good website, by the way. I highly recommend it. All right. The um, I'm glad that that she's a Supreme Court justice. Is she perfect? No. But what justice is going to be perfect? But when you look at the pool of people that that need, I think, and I use that word need to be on the Supreme Court, that she fits the bill. Exactly. Um, I the one thing that annoys me no end is the millions and millions and millions of dollars being dumped into basically false advertising, saying that you know she's automatically going to reverse uh, uh, Obamacare and then she's going to reverse um, uh, uh, Roe v. Wade. This. We don't know. We, 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 we don't have a clue about any of this. Now, that's the thing. Nobody knows what's actually going on in her mind. And the, that's the beauty of being a justice and being a judge is you, you judge things and you make your decisions based on merit of the case. That's right. And, and for them to do this, there's just a bigger indication of, of how crooked these people are. They're, they're, they're ridiculous. We're under threat right now. And the reason I said embrace the suck, for the people out there who said, wow, that's, you know, that's rather harsh. Look, you've got um, AOC plus three saying we're going to pack the court. Yeah. We've got, we're being threatened. As a matter of fact, we are being threatened by the left, by members, by senators. We're being threatened. Yes. And, and not not in a political way. Play clip two. Watch this, folks. Oh, hang on a second. We I guess I have to give Eric the Tech more notice on this. But but my 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 response to clip two is is wait what? But what did he just say? And this is Coons of all people. Yeah, here I it see. is, right here. We've got to have a wide open conversation about how do we rebalance our courts? Yes, the two Supreme Court cases that have been stolen where these processes that are just wildly hypocritical have been used to jam through partisan nominees. But we gotta look at our federal courts as a whole, Rachel, because we've seen hundreds of conservative judges put on circuit courts and district courts all over this country in the last four years. In many cases, too young, too unqualified, and too far right to be allowed to sit peaceably without our re-examining the process, the results, and the consequences. Wait, what? Can you play that one more time? And yeah, listen, to the, listen to the word, listen carefully to what he says. 
We've got to have a wide open conversation about how do we rebalance our courts? Yes, the two Supreme Court cases that have been stolen were these processes that are just wildly hypocritical, have been used to jam through partisan nominees. But we got to look at our federal courts as a whole, Rachel, because we've seen hundreds of conservative judges put on circuit courts and district courts all over this country in the last four years. In many cases, too young, too unqualified, and too far right to be allowed to sit peaceably without our re-examining the process, the results, and the consequence. Did you hear it? To be allowed to sit peaceably. Yeah. Yeah. That's the left. He's, he's radical left. Um, well, have, the whole have, damn left is radical. I have no respect for the man. Um, I've listened to him. I, I, I know back with the Kavanaugh hearings and all. The guy, is a, he's an ass. Yeah. He's absolutely an ass. And, um, but but what does that mean, though? Randy, what does that mean? Two, we can't allow them to sit peaceably. What's he saying? He's, I think that he's referring to packing the court and, and, Doug, I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I, I don't, I don't know either. I don't know what to take from it. Um, I take I take that as a threat. I, I mean, if somebody if somebody it's said a va- it's a veiled threat, but I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily violent. I just think that he just wants to stir the pot, stir up some action, um, to, to say something violent against Supreme Court justices. They'd have to they'd have to go pick him up and take him. No, no, he was talking he was talking about Article Three judges. Don't forget. President Trump has appointed and yeah. gotten approved uh, Article Three judges, um, 162 in U.S. District Court, 53 in U.S. Court of Appeals. Yeah, but that's because Obama left them empty. What do you, you well, Obama, Obama him? Yeah, he, he did. He did leave them empty, and it wasn't because of a, a of a gridlock in, in the Congress. Well, yeah. So, uh, but Obama himself confirmed 55 to the Court of Appeals and. 268 uh, to the uh, U.S. District Court in Article Three uh, judges. But that's what you do when you're in power. There, I mean, there you go. That's the way it works. And, you know, for for Coons and everybody else to bellyache and complain, I mean, they've been bellyaching and complaining ever since RBG died, you know, knowing knowing what was coming. And legally and, and according to the Constitution, uh, President Trump did exactly what he was supposed to do. And the U.S. Senate did exactly what they're supposed to do. Just because it's not convenient or doesn't flow along with the uh, um, the plan or, well, I can't think of the word, the narrative of the left, then, I mean, that's the way it goes. If it was reversed, if it was, everything was reversed, they'd do the same thing. And and it, it all started with RBG's last dying wish. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I could care less. I, yeah. I, I, it, that was a lie. Okay, they dropped it. Nobody else. Nobody mentions that anymore. That that was a lie. This is RBG's last dying wish. I, it, it, that woman would have made her dying wish known a long time ago. So the, the left. I, they lie at will. And and this is what I'm really concerned. Going into this election, Doug, all bets are off, man. All bets are off. I've never seen never seen anything like it. 
No, you're. I, I just, I think you going. get to the point you don't know you don't know what to say. Um, nothing surprises me anymore. No, you're exactly right. The, uh, Keep the, going. What's, what the left is, what the left is doing, um, what they have planned, the violence that we've already seen from them. Um, you know this, like last night in uh, Philadelphia. I mean, this this is going to come to a head sooner or later. And before we get to Philadelphia, because I, I've got a lot to say on that too, folks, obviously I'm a little bit uh, wound up today, but, um, you know, with respect to Amy Comey, uh, Coney, Amy Coney Barrett's, um, um, being sworn in yesterday, yesterday we happened to be Hillary, Diane Rodham, the Yak Clinton, her birthday. That was yeah. yesterday. Okay, Hillary Clinton shares a video of a woman saying that she wants to, quote, shoot that a-hole Trump relative to a happy birthday message with Amy Coney, Coney Barrett. Um, I don't know how many people saw this. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, Eric the Tech, if you have it, if you, you can put that up. But uh, this yeah, I'd, is, like to, I'd like to see that. Okay, so this happened on... Um, Okay, it's it's not coming through. Anyway, it's um, it's linked off of Liberty Daily, and folks, you can go there. Uh, it's linked off of Liberty Daily. It's uh, um, it's it's one of one of the links on the top left. Um, about but it, I, I apologize, I can't get to it from here, and uh, apparently our our intranet is not working as it should. But but uh, again, you know, Crooked Hillary didn't like her birthday present of an of her nomination so she shares you know you know how you uh um retweet something you know well that's what hillary clinton did yeah. uh, to you know she wants to shoot the a-hole trump and of course uh, hillary clinton saying on on her podcast or a podcast uh yesterday that uh she is the thought of donald trump in, in office another four years makes her physically sick to her stomach i just wanted to share that as well but uh, but okay, yeah, Philadelphia. I guess we, we don't worry about that. Oh, there it is, right there, uh, folks. There it is, right there. Hillary Clinton share, uh, shares video of a woman saying that she wants to shoot that a hole Trump. And uh, this is by uh, the staff writers at wherever. And this is this is a person that the left worships. Yes, there That's, you go. This, this is pathetic. I mean, just the fact that that she would replace something like that um, just shows her lack of leadership. She's she's a pig. Yeah, uh, I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I yeah. She's on my RBG list. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If the world if the world fell on her head tomorrow, I could care less. All right. She has been a blight on the American political landscape for decades and decades. Well, can you imagine though? Um, I'm going to settle down a little bit, but can you imagine? the thought of Hillary Clinton being in a Biden cabinet? No. Oh, I, no. I, I, but, I but, but well, I mean, it could happen. Can I bear the thought? I'll, if, if they pull off what they think they're going to pull off, I'll probably have to bear the thought. The um, something's not right about this whole Biden campaign. I agree. Something, something stinks to high heaven. And this, um, this, uh, Kamala or Kamala or whatever. The, nobody even knows how to pronounce her name. Uh, I hear it different on every news channel. Um, there's something. There's something going on here that we're not 
or not seeing. They're too, they're too confident. And too arrogant. Arrogant and confident. Yep. It's, it's a little spooky because I honestly don't think the legit votes are there for the left. I, I really don't. And so I'm wondering where this arrogance and this cockiness has come from. What don't we know? That, that, that's true. There's a shuffle. Joe Biden, I don't think anybody in their right mind expects him to live through his presidency. And I'm not talking violent end. I'm talking just nature, you know, just uh, the course of things. I mean, the guy, he's senile. I don't, I don't. He's right. It's, he's in and out. If he isn't, if he isn't totally senile, he's he's playing fifty, forty or fifty percent. He's drifting off into la la land. Well, and yesterday he called Kamala Harris's husband Doug, his wife, her her wife, which you know. Well, over there it's you know guys marry guys and girls marry girls and you know you just don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Kamala's husband used to be a girl. I don't know. <laughs> these, people, well, these people are so far out there. I only watch them for amusement purposes. Seriously, and get just, your they, they, blood up there. They're so well that you get. I get angry. I, I get very, very, very. I get so angry that sometimes I just want to withdraw. Uh-huh. You know, but I wish I had a cabin in the mountains or something where. You know, it was 12 miles to the nearest road. <laughs> it just, it gets, it's getting that bad in this country that I love. That I, I just, you know what, I, at this point, it's a wait and see. We'll see what happens and then we just have to deal with it then. But uh, this, there's, there's just no way that voting Americans in their right mind can put these clowns in office. It's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I mean, look at them. They, these two couldn't run a Dairy Queen. You know, I, I just, I, I don't. That's why I think there's something. There's a switcheroo coming. I think that Biden will get in and then resign or something. Something screwy is going to happen. Something that we've never seen done before. And people and people are going to act shocked when it happens. Don't be shocked. Please don't be shocked. Okay? These people are reaching up in their rectums and pulling things out that I've never even thought about. I, I, you wouldn't think that this kind of stuff would happen in the United States. I don't, I don't get it. If, and here's the hard oh, part. Man, explain, this, explain this to your kids. <laughs> that, that, there's where I'm at. In fact, at our house, when the kids are up, we try not to watch the news realistically because i'm out of answers and and this is the mo- this is the one that i get the most daddy is that person good or bad <laughs> i i don't know whether you it's interesting you say that because i don't know whether you've seen the latest lincoln project commercial okay. um it's 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 made, making its round uh, rounds on social media. It's a picture of a woman going into the bedroom of a sleeping child, young child, you know, maybe eight nine years old, and walks in, and see it, it, she leans over, and the, the child is kind of okay, you know, awake, and and the woman says, the mother says, 
You told me to wake you up and tell you how the election went. And, you know, the, the child kind of sleepy-eyed. Uh, who won, Mom? Mom says, I'm paraphrasing, Donald Trump. And the child looks up and said, but Mommy, I thought, I, I thought presidents could only serve two terms. And, she, and the mother says something like, not anymore. That was before Donald Trump or something to that effect. <laughs> what kind of, you know, what I want to say to this Lincoln project, the, the, these, these, these people. They're, 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 they're stirring up fear that doesn't need to be there. Seriously. I, I mean, these it's are like, all, these are all never Trumpers on the right side of, you know, supposedly. It's old, Doug, it's the old sales technique of, you know, create the need. Yes. Create the emergency. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's exactly what they're doing. They've been, they've been drumming up this Trump's not going to leave office, you know, and, and which is ridiculous. Okay. He will, if he legitimately loses, he will leave office. Of course he will. Legitimately. Right? That's just the way it is. And for these horses asses to keep going on about this, all it is, it's instilling fear in already stupid people. Okay. <laughs> and when I say stupid people, if you're voting Democrat, you're stupid. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what else to tell you. Because everything that the Democrat Party stands for goes against morals and ethics. Absolutely. It certainly goes against national security. Okay. You know what? I wish that the United States was capable of taking people in from all over the world and fulfilling their dreams for them. But yeah. we, can't take care, we can't take care of our own. That's okay. true. No, I'm serious. We, we can't take care of our own. If I don't have food to feed my family, I'm not going to invite the neighbors over to the house for dinner. You can't. I mean, I mean you, you physically cannot. And this, this children in cages, they, they, they just, they... And you have to understand who their voting public is. They're not that bright. You see it. One of my favorite things is when Jesse Waters goes on the street and he asks some simple questions like, who was the first president of the United States? And these people cannot answer that question. What He'll ask them specifics that my 12-year-old kid can answer. And these are, these are young teens and young adults. Not young teens, teens, young adults. These are people that can vote, which should keep everybody awake at night. And they can't answer simple questions about the United States. That's the perfect target audience. That's exactly why Nancy Pelosi wanted to lower the voting age. Okay? That's why they want illegal immigrants. This is the ideal voting pool for the Democrat Party, okay? Uninformed idiots. Anybody that thinks that communism or socialized anything is good are idiots. And when Joe Biden goes out there in this Kamala Kamala, whatever, let's just call her Harris. When Biden and Harris go out there and they talk about 
they're going to tax the top percent. They're going to tax these companies. They're going to tax, 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 tax. Okay. The people that they want to tax, these companies that they want to tax, are the companies that provide jobs. These are companies that provide stability. This is the backbone of the American economy. That's why we're a capitalist country, because that's what works. Okay. And when you tax these people, unreasonably and take away their tax breaks you're going to see it in the unemployment lines okay plain and simple one of the reasons when I was a business owner um, about 10 years ago very successful business one of the reasons it was successful is because I was able to get some tax breaks that allowed me to put more people to work I only need so much to live. That's it. I have no ambitions of, you know, uh, driving Lamborghinis. Eh, maybe a Lamborghini if I was wealthy. But I have no ambitions of, you know, uh, I didn't change. Doug, you knew me, you know, when I had money. You've known me when I didn't have a dime. Yep. I'm, I am the same person either way. When I have money, I'm a lot more generous. But, <laughs> but you know for a fact that money does not change me. No, I, okay. I can, I can affirm that. Yes. And, and there's a lot of people out there that are business owners and all that are the same way. And they're operating small businesses and guess what? Maybe they make more than $400,000 a year. Well, God bless them if they do. Okay. But if you're going to start attacking them, you're going to start attacking the U S economy. Now I know to, uh, what was it? Uh, knee pads and pee pads that doesn't matter to use one of Doug's terms that doesn't matter because they're thinking like socialists they're thinking redistribute the wealth you know what if people are working and the economy is thriving you'll have all the tax money you need to operate the United States it's that simple get the people back to work but don't shoot the golden goose doing it there you go and it's that simple. And, you know, Bush proved, George Bush proved the tax breaks work. It's, it's, I, I don't like the thought of these people that aren't that bright voting. It, it scares me. I told you, there should be a literacy test or something. Because, you know, you should be able to answer 10 questions about your country before you're issued a voting card. It needs to be in person to where you can't cheat and look on the Internet. It's like going and getting your driver's license. Step up to the one. You don't know what I'm going to ask you, but you better get 7 out of 10 right. You know what I'm saying? Something. Something has to change because this is no different than going down to the zoo and asking the monkeys, go, raise your hand, you know, and, and any monkey will raise their hand if they see you do it. And, and that's what we're dealing with, that type of mentality. You look at these people that are protesting, when you get them in front of a camera, they don't even know why, they don't even know why they're out there. Exactly. But, but don't stray too far, if you don't mind, just, uh, about the taxes, because there was an article that came out by um, American Herald, um, the cost of Biden's tax plans. And it starts out by saying, just really briefly here, America can't afford four years of a Biden presidency. And you can't afford two years of it. You can't afford two seconds of it because 
There was a study from the Hoover Institution on Biden's tax, health care, energy, and regulations proposals. It predicts They predict now $6,500 less in, in median uh, household income by 2030. So that would, you know, drop, that would hit the, the everyone by um, 6500 on average by over the next uh, 10 years. That's and, a lot of money. Uh, a ton of money. And if fully implemented, there would be a 4.9 million, or there would be 4.9 million fewer working Americans and a $2.6 trillion less in uh, uh, gross dom- uh, domestic uh, right, product. GDP. Yep. Yeah, GDP. So there you go. Yep. This, Biden, Biden's not a businessman, okay? Now, he's a great numbers runner and, and likes to play the godfather with, uh, with his position, you know, uh, enticing money from overseas and all. But this, this, for the United States to rest there and put their faith in that clown just troubles me. It, it just shows that people aren't thinking. People aren't doing the math. And it's almost like you need to bust out a whiteboard and start with, let's make sure everybody understands that 2 plus 2 equals 4, you know, and go back to the basics and explain it to these people. And it's, I know it would be like explaining, you know, math to first graders that haven't got there yet. But these, it's scary because these children, and especially these kids that are just turning 18, just able to vote, and up to about age 28, these people concern me. Absolutely concern me because they don't have the life experience to make good decisions. And any kid that just turned 18 is excited to vote, you know. I, you know, I, I think that maybe you should go do a couple years in the military and then get out and then we'll talk about voting. I, I just... I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I think that... You know, you, last time you used skin in the game, and and I think a lot of people. But by the way, um, some people took exception to having skin in the game, meaning that if they didn't own property, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm not sure if it was you or if it was maybe Dr. Proctor. I'm not sure who it was, but that's not what we mean. I mean, you should be intellectually capable of understanding things. And and uh, hang on just one second. I have a soft break right now, folks. You're listening to the Hagman Report on the Global Star Radio Network and talking about. Uh, tax plans, money, things. Folks, folks, listen to me. The average interest rate on credit card debt is over 18% APR. Have you looked at your interest rate lately? Have you done so? Oh my goodness. If you've got a, a wallet full of credit cards or even two or three, look at the APR on them like we did. And, and, and oh, yeah, hold on to your lunch or breakfast or dinner or hold on to something because you're going to need it. Well, Folks, I've got an answer for you just for our listeners and viewers right here at the Hagman Report on the Global Star Radio Network. I'm going to tell you something. You can refinance your high-interest credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates start at 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The rate is fixed, so it's not ever going to go up over the life of the loan. Plus, there are no fees. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you can get your money 
as soon as the same day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. I'm telling you from experience here at the studio, yes, at the studio and the household, and even friends, neighbors, business owners who I know who have used Lightstream, everyone is satisfied and tons of testimonials, believe me. Now, here's the deal. My listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Hagman. That is L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M, lightstream.com slash Hagman. Remember, two ends on Hagman. This is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% percent auto pay discount lowest rate requires excellent credit terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice visit lightstream.com slash hagman for more information all right running shotgun with me and uh i have a feeling this is gonna gonna be a long-term relationship as it has been for the last decade plus is randy taylor two decades can, <laughs> yeah two I'm, that's right two decades yeah. oh, wow by the way, that those are great rates that you just put up on the screen. Yeah, not bad. Huh? For, for when you talk about uh, debt consolidation loans, those are really good rates. And I, sometimes I, it makes sense. I mean, just I never, uh, I never really looked at them before, but that, uh, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Appreciate our sponsors and appreciate the, the people who support us as well. Yes. Now, you mentioned, uh, I'll tell you what, you mentioned Philadelphia. I don't know how many people last night, but today you probably should have seen that. Uh, riots last night into the day and throughout the day in Philadelphia, West Philly. You know, look at that. Uh, uh, Trump tweets, Philadelphia must have poll watchers, by the way, after violent riots erupt over Walter Wallace police shooting. Well, here's the deal. I think uh, right now there are about three dozen police officers who are wounded. Uh, yeah. This, uh, this yeah. happens after Walter Wallace an allegedly mentally impaired individual carrying a knife, brandishing a knife, was within 10 feet of two police officers in West Philadelphia when he was, uh, when he started, began advancing. And, you know, the 21-foot rule, I'm telling you, that could have ended badly for either police officer. Several shots went into Mr. Wallace. Mr. Wallace perished at the scene. And I'm going to, by the way, if you're wondering, in 2019, you know, people, if, if you're wondering about this, and then I'm going to turn this over to you, Randy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. There's 328 million people in the United States, all right? Now, 41.4 million are black, which represents, if you do the math, 12.6% of the population. Mm-hmm. So, but when you look at the crime stats from the... Um, FBI, you'll see that 12.6% of that population commits over 50% of the crimes. But then when you look at the police shootings, black, white, okay, Hispanic, others, in 2019, there were only, I say only, I'm not trying to diminish the sanctity of human life, but there were only nine unarmed black people who were shot. Now, that doesn't mean Unarmed does not mean, um, uh, you know, not dangerous. So, 
And, and oh, and by the way, ninety-three percent of black homicides are done by other blacks on blacks, black on black, black crime. So, you know, before you get your panties all on the wad about uh, uh, the stereotypical shooting by police officers, allegedly, uh, you know, against blacks, check the numbers. Go ahead, Randy. Well, the other thing too is when you say armed and unarmed, people have to understand. If all right, I I weigh just about 210 pounds on a good day. If you got a guy that weighs, you know, 300, 325, and you're out here by yourself, and I don't care what color he is, he comes charging at you. He doesn't necessarily have to be armed to be dangerous. Okay? I hear stupid comments that, well, you know, if they knew jujitsu, police officers shouldn't have to know jujitsu. Okay, it's nice that they do, but that shouldn't be a requirement to do your job. When I say, police, freeze, put the weapon down, that's really all I need, ideally. And when someone is, and people have to understand this about knives, they say, well, knives aren't dangerous. Yes, they are. A knife will go right through a bulletproof vest. It'll stop a bullet but they rarely will stop a blade. Not too many people know that. No, there's very few people that actually know that. They think that, okay, you put, put the bulletproof vest on, you know, I, can, I can stop missiles. You know what? It's a human being wearing a bulletproof vest. And if you've got a guy, you know what? I've taken knives from people before. Okay, I've disarmed people with knives. I've disarmed people with sidearms. Okay? Luck of the draw. The good Lord's always protected me because anybody that's carrying a weapon, one thing I've learned, they make a mistake. They look down, they look sideways, they lower the weapon, something, okay? But I've been fortunate in that aspect, and I was also trained in that aspect. But the regular person out there <coughs> that's a police officer, COVID. he really, and look at what they've done. You don't even see police officers carrying the batons anymore with the handle here and the long CR-24s, yeah. Yeah, you don't even see that anymore because it was deemed so violent. Well, I'm sorry. When, when you're warding off a knife, that's a very valuable tool. Okay? Plain and simple. They're stacking the deck against these police officers. And that kid that got shot last night, that 27-year-old kid, hey, I'm sorry that he got shot. But that's on him. It's not on the cops. All right? What we talked about this last time, what's the one thing that's consistent or the two things that are consistent in all these shootings? Armed and refusal to comply. So guess what? You come towards me with a knife, I will shoot you right in the forehead. Don't think twice about it. And I have no problem with police officer shooting him. When you're told to drop the weapon, drop the weapon. Okay, there's a lot of stupid things going on right now because everybody thinks they have this race card. Play that race card and you're going to get yourself killed because it doesn't exist. And if you honestly think that you can say to a police officer, a police force, an entire country, that, well, we should cut you some slack because you're a different color than the officer, you're wrong. You're and in his case, he's dead wrong. All right? 
police officer comes to me and I don't care if right, wrong, or otherwise, points a weapon at me and says, drop it, I'm going to drop it. You want to know why? Right, wrong, or otherwise, we can discuss this later. <laughs> and, and I'll be alive to discuss it with you. Yeah, and I guarantee you, he's a, got the drop on you. That's why we have attorneys, and that's why we have public defenders, and that's why we have the, the media, yep. so your side of the case can be heard. But guess what? If you're dead, then you got nothing to say. And when no. I hear this sad stuff, and I hear it all the time, I hear it all the time, even when it's unsubstantiated. Oh, well, he was mentally ill and on medication. Then why does he have access to a knife? Why? Why? I have a lot of whys now. Family okay? take care of the family should be taking care of this individual watching over the Something. individual. They shouldn't. He shouldn't be out there. You know, one, this person was posing a threat, obviously, to someone else because this was a domestic disturbance call. <clears throat> okay. Again, so COVID. Already, you okay? You okay, brother? So yeah. So there's already a problem. All right. A, a crime is is an occurrence, and then the police officers get there, and these are the worst calls. Domestics are the worst. Cops dread them. I don't blame them because look at what happens. Look how south they can go. You know, things go bad because so many emotions are in play. You know, all's fair in love and war. And and people are just bananas when it's a domestic, you know, because they could be drunk on drugs and find out, you know, that he's, he, he actually does hate his wife, you know, whatever. Usually in, in a domestic, the the wife or the husband or the spouse calls the police on one of the, the other spouse. They find the police walk in and, you know, they, they find out, okay, one needs to go in and they start bringing one in and the wife, you know, it's the husband. On. The wife is yeah. jumping on the back of the police, taking the husband in. It's crazy. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. You'd, and, you'd rather go to an armed robbery because at least when the guys come out the door, you know what to expect. Exactly. And, know, and by the way, the, the only time I ever, ever had experience with, a, with any weapon uh, outside of, I was shot at one time, but that had nothing to do with anything. Um, there's sorry, grandpa. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> was a domestic, a domestic situation, yeah. you know? And, uh, I'll tell you what, man, I was almost peeing my pants because you, you know, it didn't see it coming, yeah. but totally, anyway. un, totally unpredictable. Yeah. They're absolutely the, the worst. Any, any police officer will tell you that. Um, so I don't, it's, you know, people are looking for a reason to riot. Well, speaking of that, let's move on to what, what we are following. Uh, well, Paul Joseph Watson has re, is reporting on this, but um, Randy Taylor, oh, myself, uh, our, our organization following these, these organizations, this is Shutdown DC. Now, we've been following this. Um, there's more to this than you're going to see on the screen Here's here's the short end. Here, here's the bottom line, as Steve Quayle would say. Um, this is a group that's going to Washington on Election Day. And these are leftists. They plan to storm D.C. on Election Day, meaning they're going to be there for the election and then afterwards to make sure that Donald Trump leaves the White House. And they are going to – I don't care – there's their website. It actually, 
I don't even want to, I just say that's their, that's their website. Used to be their website. It's now, asinine. Yeah. Because as you and I discussed on the phone prior to the show, Trump's in office till January anyway, win or lose. So what are you going to go down there November 4th and try and chuck him out of the office? Uh, this is. Burn, loot, to, and rob. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get to the point because everybody's afraid to pull the National Guard out and use it. Everybody, the police officers are afraid. And you know what? This is going to, if this ends up in the streets, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. And, and there'll be no rights, no wrongs. And no side will be right. No side will be wrong. And, and according to the media, the, the left will be right and everybody else wrong. <sighs> fueling this, and I sit here and I think about everybody that's fueling this politicians, the media, this type of behavior, the blood will be on their hands. Plain, plain and simple. Everybody, the, the media is totally out of line. They sh this Antifa and Black Lives Matter, to even think that you're going to go down there on November 4th, one proves, once again, you're an idiot and you don't realize that he doesn't leave that day you know he doesn't lose and go clock out and go home okay no matter what he's president until what roughly the 20th of january this is stupid 12 noon. He's, he's type what's that 12 noon yeah yes. but I'm just, you know what i'm saying this is this is remember we i was just talking about the, the left isn't that bright this, this proves it. When you see things like this, it proves it. And th this is really scary. It, it's, and it's only going to get scarier. Okay? If Trump wins, what are they going to do? See, what are they, what are they going to do? Do they plan on charging the White House grounds? I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath. This goes back to what you said initially and the questions I have as well. This arrogance, this um, absolutely this assurance that they're going to win. Mm -hmm. What's that all about? Because I don't know something. Something is very strange though, because Biden is taking it too easy. They're acting like they've got it in the bag, or they're acting like they know something that we don't. Yes, I agree. And with that you. that concerns me. That that really concerns me. And all I can say is, Patriots, keep your eyes open. You need to keep your eyes open and seeing what's going on because, you know, I don't even know what advice to offer people. Well, I, I think you say, said it best off air. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you said, you know, be hurricane ready for those people who are living in hurricane-prone areas in the United States, of course, know what that means. Well, and they need to be careful because things can get out of hand. Um we don't know. We're talking about some people in the street. You don't know. There could be people that are going to hack into power grids. All kinds of things can happen. So what I would do, if you're a patriot, make sure you got, you know, some food, some water, you know, some supplies. I recommend having um, some cash. Okay, small bills. All right, always go small bills because. If it's, uh, you know, you don't want a gallon of water to cost you 20 bucks when it could have cost you one, okay? Um, but you're really going to have to, we don't know 
what's coming. We try and monitor this stuff. We know that these people are, are half-baked, okay? And when you're dealing with crazy people, <coughs> you don't know. You don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. I expect trouble. That's all I can say. I can definitively tell you there will be trouble. There's going to be trouble on a scale like I think like you've never seen. And that doesn't matter who wins. Either way. Well, because to, if, Biden, if Biden wins, they're going to go berserk. Yep. If Trump wins, they're going to go berserk. At the end of the day, they're going to go berserk. They're already saying right now. Okay. And it, of course, as you point out, it doesn't make sense. But they're already saying that uh, um, they're planning to block highways, shut down ports, occupy state capitals. If if Trump, as they call, as they refer to him, tries to steal the election, or in another word, in other words, if he wins on election day, and they're also vowing to harass members of Congress at their own homes. Uh, there's a subpart to this which I'm not showing, um, and I don't uh, deliberately not showing. They have a list of all uh supporters financial supporters of president trump not of the rnc let me let me make that distinction because that's a big distinction but anyone who has donated it to president trump there is a website out there and there it is right there you can if you've donated to president trump there's a website have you ever seen anything like this no no no. no, America we're has never verge, seen anything like We that. are on the verge of a bloodbath. Yep. I'm just telling you because, and I hate to say it, and I'm not encouraging it, but you can only push so much. Even, even with a dog, you can only push that dog into a corner so much, and then that dog's going to attack you. So you just keep kicking that dog, people. Keep kicking that dog and see what happens. I'm, that's, I'm going to give you the advice is people need to stand down. But if, you know what, you have the right to defend yourself, protect yourself. And, and I hate to say it, but we're, this whole country, and this is not President Trump's fault. This is the fault of the left, is heading in the wrong direction. It's Exactly. And, 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 the, the Trump, and President, President Trump does President, not own this. No, and Trump's trying to unite people. He really is. And and I'm just sick and tired of the left's lies. I'm tired of the media. This is all going to blow up in their face. And, you know, the, when when things ignite, man, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, and I don't want to see it. I don't. People talk about war and civil war. And you, you don't know. You know, you don't want that. Heck no. We don't, we don't want that. It's brother against brother. I, we're all Americans. You know, but there's an element here, a fringe, a lunatic fringe that is just headed down the wrong road. And unfortunately, just like the Pied Piper of Hamelin, the children are following them. And you know what? They're not going to come back. They're nuts. This is things are going to get out of hand. These these leftists, they think they want civil unrest and war. They don't. They don't know that, but they don't. Okay? They're not. Yeah. Look, look at these people. 
they're punks. Well, well they are. And, and I showed a video yesterday, which I know you didn't have a chance to see the, the, the uh, show. Um, there was, a, there was a fight in uh, Jews for president Trump in uh, New York city. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, boy at the end, there was, <laughs> there was a kick. Of, one of these punks certainly made a thud when he hit the ground and it was set to me and look, I know how it sounds, but what you said, you know, you, you, you paint that dog in the corner, you, you know, or you keep kicking the dog metaphorically. Anybody, um, yeah, you, you, any, anybody, any creature, this is just so ridiculous and they really need to be careful of what they're wishing for. Yeah. Because it's, Beware of the wrath of patient men. That's true. Okay. And I, I offer that as friendly advice to the left. Beware of the wrath. Because you're sitting here and you're poking the tiger and you're poking the tiger and grabbing that tiger by the tail. You don't want to meet that tiger. You don't want that tiger to turn around and step on you. Because that's, you know, ultimately, maybe that's what it'll come down to. Not my call. Okay. Yeah. I don't see. I don't want to see it. I'm absolutely against it. But at the same time, when push comes to shove, we're all tired of being shoved. Everybody's tired of it. Okay, and sometimes when you fight with the devil, you got to get down on his level, and that's what we're fighting. That's this right. is. Good. This is good and evil, folks. That's all I can say. Like I said, I'm not condoning violence, but at the same time, I don't expect people to sit around and be abused, attacked, assaulted. No. You have the right to defend yourself. By all means, do it. Okay? But let's seek peace. Get out and vote. Let's, let's absolutely. I want the vote to be so for Trump that even Biden has to say, we got our asses whipped. Then he concedes. And, and I, I think that's the only, th only way that's going to prevent. I don't want a million vote difference. I want 10 million votes. Right. We've talked about this. We have to have so many votes for Trump that even with their. And did you ever notice when people talk about something crooked, it's called left handed? There's a reason for that. Okay. But even with their left handed techniques, the cheating, everything that's going to go on between now and say about the 12th of November, all right? Mm -hmm. We have to have such a wide margin that it even overcomes that, okay? So even after they're done cheating, we still have several million votes difference, okay? That's right. And that's, that's that, and that's the way this republic works. It's a democratic process, okay? And I think that the left knows they're in trouble, <laughs> Because it explains the behaviors. If they thought they were in good shape, they wouldn't be acting like the asses that they are acting like. Yeah. Or Just, the social media wouldn't be surprised. Google, by the way, suppresses Breitbart and search with even with the exact headline. So I mean, they're in trouble. So they have to and, resort to and, these techniques. Yeah, but but that's not election interference. Exactly. Well, it is, but it's not being called that, but yes. Yeah, but that's the thing. They they make themselves defensible in an, in an indefensible position, and that's the thing. That's it. Look at the Hunter, at the Hunter Biden, okay? There was a video um, that was released. I mean, you couldn't post that thing anywhere. You, I tried. 
you couldn't do it. Absolutely. I used changing the URLs. I did this, that, running it through proxies. Nothing worked. Okay. It's, it sniffed it out no matter what and would not let it be posted. Okay. And here's the thing. On a lot less evidence than that, they tried to they impeach the president. Yeah. Stop, and think, stop and think about that. And you want to tell me there's not a two-tiered system here? Okay. The left needs to go. Now, I have seen some good things coming out of California. And people out in California, please keep your foot right in their butts. Okay. Vote, vote, vote. Get these Democrats out of office. If we could change California, just the structure in California, most of the troublemakers in Congress are from where? California. Thank you. I was, I was confused. Out. I didn't need to. I, I didn't know. Get them out. And think about that. If you clean up one state, if you did nothing else election night, but get those foxes out of that hen house, think of what it could do. And you start a ball rolling. You start a whole movement. Pelosi, all they need to go. That, that fruitcake Lou, Ted Lou, get him out. Okay? You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Anyway. But, but uh, no, we got your drift, though. Yeah, I'm just, you know what, it's really, they need to clean it up. I sit there and I look at California, and I've done a lot of research on California. What a toilet. And look at these poor people now. They're, they're cutting off their power because they're afraid of forest fires, because of climate change, when a lot of this boils down to, and, and let me just poke around a little bit here. There's a lot of other states in that area that have massive forests that aren't experiencing what California's doing. Wow, could it be because they do a little bit of land management, a um, little bit of forest management, maybe some uh, controlled burns, you know, things that other states do. I mean, look at California's not by itself out there, but the other states aren't having the problems California is. Why? Well, of why course. Is, why, why is that? And you answered you know, it. That's that why news, that yeah. news, um, oh, man, I just, Pelosi thinks she owns the state. I would like nothing better than that old bag kicked out of office. Not just kicked out of Speaker of the House. I want her ancient wrinkly butt kicked out of office. She's She is absolutely a slob. Okay. And then to sit there, I just. Rich one, too. Oh, my God, yes. That's That's the government. She doesn't serve the people. The people have served her. Right. She has done nothing for the United States of America except dissension and deceit. Beginning with her time in San Francisco's mayor. or uh, What a pigsty. I'm telling you. I I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I want to show you something real quick. Um, I don't know if we have it or not. This was from yesterday. You had mentioned something about the media. And uh, just for your edification, for the people that didn't see it yesterday, it's only a minute, minute 10. Uh, Do do we have it? Okay. Watch this, because you were talking about the media. You were talking about the media. Um, Really uh, going with uh, 
um, not reporting on the, the laptops and not reporting on the information about Biden, but running with the Russia interference. You've got to watch this, this one minute and 10 second roughly clip. Go ahead. I'm going to make two points. Uh, one is that uh, the media industry, at least the media industry that I know, uh, has been trying to investigate this and has not been able to corroborate the story. I would also note the Wall Street Journal, which is owned by News Corporation, which also owns the New York Post, has not been able to corroborate the story and said so uh, quite directly in the Wall Street Journal today, um, in the news pages of the Wall Street Journal. So just to, to clarify, it is not uh, that the news organizations are not looking into this, is that they haven't been able to corroborate the story and a responsible news organization wouldn't therefore report it. Now, the next piece of this is you're talking about the tech companies censoring uh, such, quote unquote, news. Uh, if, in fact, the tech companies had, quote unquote, liability like news operations do, you, you wouldn't want them to be reporting something that they couldn't corroborate. No. You mean like the Russian collusion hoax and the still dossier that you reported on for four years, Andrew? Well, don't try throwing facts. <laughs> I, I, I needed to play that for you because of what you said, and, and that comeback was just beautiful. It really it's so was. Tainted. It's so tainted. I was sitting here, and I was looking just, all right, I was looking down at lockdown protests all over the world. I just ran a little thing on it this morning. It's been 15 minutes on it. Okay, lockdown protests, obviously in the U.S., U.K., Italy, Australia, Germany, Poland, Brazil, Mexico, Nigeria, Canada. Those are the ones that have made the news, okay? There's far more than that. But in every one of these, I was able to produce headlines, copy headlines, where something negative was said about the protesters, about how they're, uh, you know, do, they're contributing to the flu, they're contributing to this, they're contributing to that, they're uh, conspiracy theorists, okay? But if you go and look at the riots in Philadelphia, the riots here, the riots there, Seattle, Portland, all the different places are having riots, not a negative word said with regard to COVID-19 and if the people out there that are rioting on the left, if they aren't conspiracy theorists, I don't know what is. Okay? They're nuts. The ones that are out here calling Donald Trump a racist and this and that. Everything they accuse that man of, if you grab one of them and pin their ears back on it, they don't have an answer for you. Well, tell me what he did that was racist. Uh, uh, they, they don't have anything. And then they keep bringing up that Charlotte deal. That's been just, that's been debunked. They don't even go there. It's, it's just, it amazes me the stupidity of people that have voting cards. It just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. And I'm very concerned for the country over that, Doug. I'm very concerned. Randy, I, I'm, cons I'm concerned over that as well. Randy Taylor, uh, folks, his email uh, address is in the program description box of HagmanReport.com. You send him an email and, and tell him thanks. We're at the end of the hour. Um, I'm going to have to cut you, cut you loose, but come ladies, back. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your support. Um, I try and answer all the emails. So far, I've been doing pretty good. I've had some people get a little short with me because you didn't answer my email. I'm buried sometimes with stuff, so bear with me, okay? But ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate it. Stop by the donate page. 
slip us a buck or two. Okay, we're not asking for a lot. If everybody chipped in just a little bit, it would do wonders. But we've got a ton of stuff to do here. We're hard up against an election, and I want you to think about something. The election isn't the end of our problems. It's the start. Very much. Be advised, okay? And we're working for you. We're doing our best. And it's like days like today, I'm just tired, okay? So bear with me. Thanks for having me. I love you, man. Hey, brother. Love you too, man. I'd uh, serve anywhere with you anytime, any day, and I appreciate you being on the team. I hope we don't come down to that. (laughs) All right, man. Will you take care of yourself? Get some rest, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. Folks, all right. Thanks, bro. That was Randy Taylor, of course. He's going to be coming back with me, riding shotgun with me. Up next, Stan Dale from standale.com. I've got to tell you, Stan Dale is is a legend, um, and I appreciate him coming on with uh i i I love when he comes on i've got to tell you you know it's it's just i learn so much when he does and i want to go folks go to standale.com support him on patreon become a member of his patreon um support him any way you can him and holly do amazing work just incredible work um i gotta tell you it's just wonderful. You know, it's Halloween this month, and Policy Genius would like to mark the occasion by by making something less scary, and that is life insurance. You know, right now you could save 50% or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance when you're shopping for a policy that could last for more than a decade, and many do. Those savings really start to add up. Here's how it works. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting at, starting as little as a dollar a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam once you apply. Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And the best part is they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps along the way during the application process, they'll take care of everything. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Here's what you need to do, folks, very simply. If you need life insurance, and you do, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And speaking about getting it right, Stan Dale usually gets it right. When I say usually, I you know I th- there's some variables in there. What the sun does, what the, the Earth does, the tectonic plates shifting. But I'll tell you what, I this one guy I listen to when it comes to Earth changes, Stan Dale from StanDale.com. Uh, by the way, EMP shield. Make sure you get. Make sure you have an EMP shield. Of all the things you could possibly forget is that. So don't don't forget that. Go to empshield.com slash Hagman. That's empshield.com slash Hagman, H-A-G-M-A-N-N, and get yourself an EMP shield and install it. Don't have it on your shelf. And then, of course, your equipment is protected from EMPs. And uh, so when the grid does come back up or if it's geographically disparate or whatever the case might be, your equipment is protected. That's empshield.com slash Hagman. Two ends on Hagman. Stan Dale from StanDale.com. Stan, how are you, sir? Good. And you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for Did your you patience. Did you snow up there where you guys are last couple of days? No. No. Just no, cold snow, and snow? cold. What, what's that? Holly uh, says almost. it's coming. Where? Here? 
Yeah, yeah. Northeast. Northeast is going to get slammed. You're going to get some of the joys of what we just come through. No, say it ain't so, Stan. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just preparing a little shot here off of our, well, in fact, if you look behind me there, I yeah. put that up, uh, took it uh, yesterday morning. Uh, on the rail, the, the snow was between 8 and 11 inches uh, tall, and it was a very gentle like snow uh, storm because it, the, the winds didn't blow off all the stuff on the rails, which is only about you know three or four inches wide across the top. Um, and boy, wow, it was beautiful outside because it didn't blow anywhere. It was just a complete, subtle, peaceful white blanket over everything. Beautiful, beautiful out there. Anyway, I'll, I'll be sharing that with you here. I'm just uh, uh, going to load that up uh, this evening here as we're talking. I'm going to um, tell you, so Stan, you can I... see all that stuff. Uh, anything I'm going to shovel, I don't want to, I don't want to, I could be, a, it could be pretty, it could be, you know, it could be real pretty, but if I have to shovel it, I don't want to deal with it. So. I'm yeah. Sorry, well, bro. I had to shovel a little bit of it because our dad come leaf blower without I normally blow all that powder snow away with uh puff went up in smoke just as I plugged <laughs> it in, blew the, the circuit breaker in the garage where I was starting from. And, you know, I, Remembered a few expletives I deleted from my normal vocabulary that morning, yesterday, and uh, it didn't help the situation. So then I tried to find replacements and realized I probably wasn't going to get there in the car right now. I was going to have to wait until today. Yeah, and uh, that's when we uh, went online earlier today to uh, get that. Well, a lot uh, of that's stuff an interesting. I mean, it, it, if the snow is light enough, it's interesting. If you if you use a leaf blower to blow off your your porch or whatever, that's pretty interesting. That's good idea. Good it idea. does work. I yeah. mean, I I have uh, done it in the past and blow it off to the left and right of the driveway, and uh, that produces these mounds, uh, you know, up on top of. Uh, it only works for powder, not for. Wood. Well, that's right. what he just said. Yeah, yeah, it works for powder, but when you get down to the wet stuff, um, you know, especially where you've. Uh, had somebody come by in a truck and compress the snow, you're dealing with an ice layer. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I found it out last night. Actually, we had a, a truck come by yesterday for deliver something. And uh, after he left, I had to go down to the mailbox and uh, realized you do not step in the truck tread path because it's already become ice. Yeah, fortunately, there was some soft stuff that I could land on there and uh, not fall. But uh, wow. wow. I, I got to tell you something, Stan. You, you made me think of this. I think you'll you'll kind of laugh at this. Uh, about this had 15 years ago now. Uh, I was doing surveillance in uh, I think it was Brooklyn Heights or somewhere outside of just outside of the Bronx, but uh, in this tight parking uh, on street parking, but it was really really tight. So we we my partner and I got our surveillance van in place in a parking spot. Well, there was. Um, it, it, I mean, it was just, it had it was snow. There was a layer of snow on the ground. And you said, you know, about the people that, that go through and, and come back the snow. Well, I parked, yeah. I parked the van on a, in a parking spot. It was on an incline. And, uh, of course, being a, a surveillance van, we, uh -huh. we were in back. We were in back of the van. And uh, I looked at my partner and said, you feel that? And he said, hell yeah. I said, we're moving. We're moving, and pretty soon um, we looked out. We looked out the front because we had a camera, cameras, and we could see the the back bumper of of the car, kind of inching closer. 
by the it was like by the minute. So <laughs> okay, uh, I'm thinking it, it was a painful process to watch. I'm thinking okay, so we've got about my my calculations, which were pretty bad, about five minutes before we actually make impact. Uh, which is going to blow our surveillance. Well, how far the car were you? How many feet would you estimate? Um, it was probably a foot, maybe a foot and a half, 18 inches. I mean, it was close because of we were there before the car parked there. And then behind us, it was somewhat open, but we couldn't couldn't back up because we were on ice. And we were just, I mean, slowly. I, I just... I think I have videotape. I mean, actual videotape, you know, the kind that you put in the video uh, of that because uh, for insurance purposes, because I was thinking, man, uh, this is not going to end well. Uh, you know, even with a little tap, um, knowing who we were and, so, and such, you know. So anyway, but you know what happened? The person, I mean, right at that very moment, because I had my coat out and I wrapped it up and put it between the bumpers because I'm thinking, okay, at least, you know, at least there's that. Right. Well, it, it wouldn't scratch your stuff. I might right. start pushing it downhill again. But. Just as soon as I had put that in there, the guy comes out of this building, that we, I mean, this high rise, and says, what are you doing? I said, trying try to save this car. It's my car. I said, well, hey, do yourself a favor and move it, okay? Because we're going to, but, but oh, another minute and a half, we're going to hit it. So he, he did that and everything was fine. But just saying. It was fun. You know, that reminds me uh, of the story I've told several times on the show. Um, when I was in Australia, um, about 1972-ish, 3-ish, when I was in the desert, um, the, uh, the, there were two cars, and there were about uh, one, two, three, four of us traveling over to, um, to the west, to uh, Perth. And um, we were traveling at night because it was a lot cooler. Anyway, I'd come to this point about, oh, 11.30 that evening. Their van was in front of me, and it went up to the top of the hill and around the edge and out of sight. And I was, you know, quite relaxed. I was in the, the uh, I think it's a, it was like the equivalent of Ford down there. And I had my foot up on the dash and just with the, you know, steering wheel with the other hand, just comfortably going up there. And as I say, it was dark, and we were traveling through forest, and I looked to the right of my car there and I saw a wheel, you know, of a car rolling past me and actually gaining and going up a hill ahead of me. And I thought, that's not right. There's nothing connected to it. And I looked up in the rearview mirror and the horse trailer with a thousand pounds of gasoline and food and other stuff in there was sliding off of the road onto the, the, uh, the kind of little short gully there. And I realized I had lost a tire, probably broken an axle of the trailer, and was rapidly going to turn over, flip upside down in the ditch down there. So I uh, came to a halt and waited for the people to come back. And uh, we eventually, uh, they did catch, uh, come back to see what had happened to me. And uh, they, we drove up our, over the top of the hill, and there was this gas station that was not supposed to be awake or you know, alert or whatever at uh, midnight. And there was a guy out in the back welding on some car or something. And that that guy, eventually, uh, we got him to come and tow us up there and uh, replace the broken axle. It was kind of a miracle of that. But anyway, it was like I was reminded of that when you're talking about your van sliding back slowly into the other car. Well, I was just sliding off into a ditch, uh, you know, going to flip upside down. But it was slow 
and methodical as I watched in the rearview mirror and watched that tire finally come to a stop ahead of me and flop over. Um, and it, it kind of gave me that sense, you know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would be a lot more dramatic than uh, what I described. So, yeah. Wow. Well, at least you could get out with yours and, you know, put a towel or, you know, a shirt or something in between them to, to protect it. But uh, I just kind of had to hold on and hope it didn't flip over because it would have been an interesting ride. Man, you could have, yeah, you could have been, yeah, that could have, you could have been, you could have been killed. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, but probably just uh, bruised a bit. Charbroil, do you say? Oh, yes, right. Uh, that was Holly. <laughs> oh, Charbroil. What you, this election, you know, it is crazy, isn't it? No, it's, I'll tell you what, it's no different than, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Try as you might, you couldn't find another adjective to work for it. No, you? you know, we, the first hour we were talking about this, um, there's a couple of things that bother me, of course, and uh, uh, that bother us collectively here. And that's one of the things, the left seems so... Oh, I don't know. So, sure of themselves. Um, yeah. That's what, what what's going on there, you know? Um, and calling a lid on campaigning, and then uh, I don't know. There's just something not right there, and I think that look, I look at this. I mean, the 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 left, the Democrats, whatever you want to call it, um, all through this election process this year, they have been doing and saying things that no person in the right mind in that party would normally say or promise if they wanted to get the vote. I mean, who comes on and says, oh, I'm going to raise your taxes. That that does not give you a vote. And I'm going to get rid of your fracking, which is your main income, and blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Um, you wouldn't do that unless you wanted to lose. So then you back up and you say, why do they want to lose? Or are they so certain you're going to win they can say anything they want at this point in time? Either way, you and I both know, it's been said openly in, in a number of places, we are going to have civil disobedience, possibly uh, riots, uh, insurrection, and I don't know what we'd call it a civil war, but it certainly does look like it's, it's shaping up for that. The only problem is, is there's nothing civil about it, and we don't know who the different facets of it are unless you know their political party or their leaning or whatever. And... No matter how you look at it, we are headed for trouble next week when you're on the air. We're on the air on the third. By the way, we're going to do a show on election night. Yes, and I'm working a couple of things out. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to see if we can't do something very, very special. Uh, although I don't suspect that. That I've, I've got this feeling that that no, the numbers are going to extend. No one's going to concede. That's what I, I don't think anyone's going to concede unless there is an absolute slam dunk. And I mean, unquestionable slam dunk um, yeah. on either side. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, not 20% or something, you know, lead. I mean, just unquestionable where you'd have to be a complete moron to, to think that you can even pull it out. So, but, but that said, I think that we need to really um, monitor this a little, really close. And I remember in 2016, of course, things were different here in 2016. Um, but having said that, uh, you know, I, I remember that. So I, I'm not exactly sure, but I want to keep people informed of what's going on. But, but the, as far as we're concerned, the schedule is still the same, and I think it's going to be kind of exciting to see. But we'll talk off air about that. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there have been a number of uh, you know Christian prophets in the last week or two predicting that we would win. Uh, you know, the, the Republican side, the, the conservative Christian side would win by a landslide. But as I've said just a while ago, no matter which side wins, we're going to be in chaos because they've already promised on the left that we're going to have uh, riots and, and looting and uh, we're going to destroy businesses. I mean, if they're boarding up shops, you know, stores, particularly in Rodeo Drive uh, in Hollywood area there, then they're expecting something really serious to happen. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. the first hour, um, I sh we showed a website um Shut down DC. Now we were monitoring this. Um, it's a little hard to explain. The front side of this shutdown DC is on election day. You're going to have a group of leftists um, go to DC and go after. I, let me see if I can find my notes. Go after. Uh, go after businesses, uh, transportation, um, all sorts of places, uh, and 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 they're. Hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right now here. Just give me a second. Um, and if Donald Trump does not leave the White House, we're not talking about winning. If he doesn't leave the White House, they're going to uh, go after the White House. And, of course, you know, I just wonder, gee, how well is that going to work, right? It's not, it's not going to work. Um, but uh, the Paul Joseph Watson was reporting on this. We're going to make sure Trump leaves, left this plan to storm D.C. after election. And to quote from the article real quick here, on election day, when you're done voting, uh, doing election protection or getting out the vote, come join us at Black Lives Matter Plaza. And uh, it goes on to state that uh, um, they are going to, let's see, where did I see it here? Uh, we're going to meet them at the train station, the airports, and if they drive into town, we can meet them in their homes this extremist group is planning to block highways, shut down ports, occupy state capitals if Donald Trump tries to steal the election, and in other words, if he wins it, while also vowing to harass members of Congress at their homes, at their own homes. This continues to state. Now, this is an article by Paul Joseph Watson based on a website that's archived uh, as shutdowndc.org, elections 2020. However... There's also a, uh, without saying too much, there's also under surveillance that we've got a, a parallel track to this that it's a little bit more, oh, shall we say, um, anarchist-like. I don't know how else to describe it. Where yeah, they're going after people, and they're going, and, and there's all there's already a, a website dedicated to exposing anyone who has given money to President Trump, not the RNC, but President Trump. So having said all of that. Um, blood is going to be shed. I, I have no doubt blood is going to be shed on or after, on and after Election Day. Uh, specifically, especially after Election Day. Um, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. So that's just my view based on my analysis. Well, as Captain Kirk used to say in Star Trek, beam me up. <laughs> Get me out of here. Get me out of here. You know what? Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, what, what do you think? I mean, what do you, what's your heart and gut? What's your gut telling you about what's going to happen, if if anything? This is the beginning of the end of the United States, rather rapidly, in my opinion. Mm. Um, certainly the Hopi prophecies uh, uh, indicate that, the biblical prophecies about the modern Babylon and how in 
one hour is uh, destruction comes um, and it, it's by fire and things. Now, if you look at the United States, if it's divided, which it is not just into two camps, but into multiple camps, you know, whether you've got uh, white supremacist uh, issues or whether you've got uh, religious issues between different religions or financial issues between the rich and the poor, and, you know, obviously Democrat and Republican divisions. Uh, uh, you've got this multifaceted chaos in the United States, and chaos is definitely the signature of Satan. Whenever he gets into something, it's chaotic. It's destructive. It, uh, it tears down. It does not build up and make harmony where things get along together. That's where we are now. And it's getting worse. And when the election is uh, done next week and uh, the first results come in, you're going to start seeing these uh, leftists uh, who are primarily the only ones that go out and do anything crazy like uh, building, burning buildings or shooting people or whatever. You're going to see them strike. Okay. Now, while we're solving that issue, the uh, Russians and the Chinese have made a joint pact against the United States for, for defense. One Middle Eastern nation, according to the Hopi, is going to join them and they will invade the United States. Uh, all three of them, uh, destroy major cities, and but won't stay long. For some reason, they will turn around and go back home and leave only the front range of the Rockies kind of intact, which is you know probably where NORAD and stuff and some survivors of government have gone. Um, and at, at that point, the United States is finished. So these forces retreat and go back over to their own countries. And uh, I don't know if that Middle East nation will be Saudi Arabia or if it'll be Iran. I mean, Iran, Russia... China, that seems to be, you know, a marriage that would be working. Uh, and then from that point forward, without the United States, we're going to be seeing the uh, construction rapidly of a world government, or it will appear to be rapidly to, to, to us in the ground level here. But it, it's something that's been in the process of, of being made for probably mm, 100, 150 years. It's just now coming to a head. And uh, I was watching how Lindsay with, with Holly over the weekend, and uh, he was talking about, you know, how the, the revived Roman Empire is going to have 10 nations. And he talked about um, the European economic community, that the primary nations are 10 in count, but then they're much more, you know, another 30, 40. I don't think that that assessment of the revived Roman Empire is going to work because when uh, Daniel interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream, about uh, you know the statue the two legs were of iron going down to toes on two feet mixed iron and clay type uh, nations it didn't say 40 nations it said 10 five on each foot and the the fact that it is specific about two nations two legs tells you that you go to turkey where the original uh, last Roman Empire was where you had the Western going up into Europe and the Eastern over into the Middle East, into uh, Iraq, Iran, and that sort of stuff. So you got those two legs, and that you're going to have five countries from each of those branches that will be involved in the Antichrist uh, New uh, World Order. And apparently three of those ten, I don't know which three, will not submit to the New World Leader, and they will be attacked and um, you know, made it to uh, submit. And he'll be in control of their governments as well. I thought at one time myself that the ten nations would be uh, what the Club of Rome put was the ten regions of the earth. But I think I want to correct that now. I was telling Holly, I think I'm going to have to pull that idea back. Even though there are ten regions specified for the whole planet, I think if it's really the revived Roman Empire following the old model, it will be centered in Turkey, going to the west and to the east. 
could be wrong. The assessment I made about the, the 10 global nations um, from the Club of Rome report uh, may be correct still, but I'm happy to say I could be wrong and put this other possibility in there now that I've had to think about it. Anyway, I've got off track on that. I think America is going to be taken down because um, it's an arms supplier, it's a strong military, and it has to be taken out of the way for the Antichrist to work his work in, in all the other nations of the world and be in control of them. We are, yeah. you know, we're sliding downhill rapidly. Well, there was a graph that was put up on social media of the wars started by various presidents going back to George H.W. Bush, or I'm sorry, going back to Reagan. And um, it began with Reagan and it ended with Donald Trump. And in every presidential, uh, every four, every term, uh, there were wars that were started. Now, some were, when I say war, you know, it could be an intervention. Um, uh, more than a war, uh, you know, like Iran or, or the war against uh, Desert Storm was perhaps the most, uh, the biggest war or the Afghanistan invasion. But um, Trump, there's zero. At least none that we know about. Not at the moment anyway, yeah. You know, yeah, and not at the moment. So I don't know why I said that, but. It's anomalous, isn't it? This presidency, um, he, he uh, he'd been he's been bringing troops back home, and uh, their families are quite happy about that. Yep. But I think bringing back home may be preparing for, you know, the first time war on the American nation on the land rather than somewhere else, and it's going to be taking it to us, you know, where we live. In that respect, then you need your troops at home. Uh, it's home defense. So that might be his long game. Um, Certainly right now it looks happy because there's a peace treaty being uh, formed in the Middle East. Um, Multiple, actually. Uh, when, when, you, when you say peace treaty, I think you're referring to the one that Kushner is overseeing. Yeah. But, but, but Pompeo and the State Department are talking about Sudan. Um, in fact, he's in, he's in the air now or over there now messing with all sorts of uh, Department of State stuff, you know, as he, as he should, but. I don't know. It just seems like there are, are agreements being made even as we speak. So side agreements. And, uh, just well, saying. Uh, in slide 49 tonight, uh, I have um, a picture of uh, MBS and his dad, King Salman, on the, on the right. The article uh, is about Israeli Mossad intelligence chief says the Saudis are going to be next to recognize Israel but after the U.S. election, because they want to decide which president they're going to give the credit to, you know, Biden or, or, or President Trump. Um, in slide 50, if you click on the picture, it's a, uh, a distribution map showing the Sunni Muslims, where they live and you know, the density of them, and the uh, Shiite Muslims, or Shia uh, Muslims on the right in the blue. Now, this tells you that the majority of the terrorists, you know, the Islamic terrorists are in Iran and then followed by Iraq and somewhere sort of down by Yemen. When you go to the left, you've got Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, West Bank, Syria, um, all very strong, uh, peaceful um, uh, Sunni Muslims. So you're not seeing, you know, terrorists come so much from there as you are from the areas in the blue side of the map. If you go back to the uh, the text on that slide 50, the majority of Muslims are Sunnis. 
Estimates suggest the figure is somewhere between 85 and 90 percent. Shia make up roughly 10 percent. That's the terrorist types in Iran, Iraq. Shia make up roughly 10 percent. Um, and globally, their population is estimated between 154 to 200 million from a 2009 report. The Middle Eastern countries with the greatest proportion of Sunnis, the peaceful ones, are Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, with Sunnis making up 90 percent or more of the population in those places. So where there are you know, concentrations of either type of Islam, they make up about 85 to 90 percent of the population of that country. Uh, and that's kind of the, the, the battle lines drawn, if you wish, between uh, the orange map and the blue map. You just draw a line kind of down the, um, the middle of those two there into, uh, well, the Red Sea, I suppose. No, go over to, yeah, it'd be over to the uh, uh, Saudi Gulf, the Gulf of Arabia there. Um, and that's the kind of the middle line of the major parts or players of this uh, Islamic war between themselves, civil war. Now, this is breeding a, um, you know, a war between those two and Israel. Now, uh, Israel has minor amounts of uh, Sunnis and uh, minor amounts of uh, uh, Shia uh, uh, Muslims in there. So I see that we're going to be uh, getting a conflict over there reasonably soon. Now, whether it be before the treaty between Israel and the surrounding Arab nations is made or not, I don't know. If something happens before the election to create strife in that area, then, um, you know, the United States may have to get ready for war here on the home front because the Russians and the Chinese and whatever Middle Eastern country joins and probably Iran will want to take America out of the game so that they can pounce on Israel. Um, now, if the United States is taken down or brought into that conflict before that treaty is made between Israel and the surrounding Arab nations, then uh, if Israel uses nuclear weapons uh, against the invading Arabs where they are coming from, the Arab nations and the world, for that matter, will understandably be saying, wait a minute, let's, let's stop. Let's have a peace treaty and no more nuclear arms being discharged over in the Middle East because this could take out the whole planet. And I can see that being an issue rather than the peace treaty coming, you know, before the election or after the election, shortly thereafter. And, you know, it's peace, love and harmony there. And then something causes a conflict. Uh, but we'll have a peace treaty before that. I don't know. The, 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 the impetus for a peace treaty between the Arab nations, both kinds of, of uh, Muslims and Israel, the impetus is not strong enough at this point to get all the other Arab nations to join, uh, you know, with uh, UAE and Bahrain and Sudan and those that are now signing a, a peaceful agreement with Israel. It takes something shocking, and I think that will be the discharge of nuclear weapons by Israel on some of its enemies or invading forces. And I think that may actually hit Saudi Arabia because they've got a, a large number of weapons and, and uh, troops that they could move in to Israel and uh, as I understand it, Saudi Arabia is going to take a little bit of a beating in the field from Israel when they do eventually mount an attack on Israel. Very okay, and I think you and I have spoken about this. What about the uh, Psalm 83 war? Um, I don't know how you feel about this or your familiarity with it, but I know that back in 2013, Bill Salas, who's been a guest on this program, um, and believe me, I, look, folks, it's not a question of belief, disbelief. It's just a, it's just a matter of intellectual discourse. Where he said, um, this ancient prophecy written some 3,000 years ago foretells uh, of a war 
um, the Arab states and terrorist populations sharing, you know, in countries sharing common borders at war with Israel um, in an effort to wipe Israel off the map. And of course, um, he wrote a book about it uh, entitled The Psalm 83 War. Mm-hmm. Any thought on that at all? Well, some. Um, I do believe there will be an attack by neighboring states uh, with Israel. Um, the Antichrist, uh, in the final analysis, will uh, take over, uh, you know, conquer Israel for a time. Um, now, will his will he use local Arab nations to do that, or will they be um, what causes the, the the world government to be uh, cried out for by all the other nations? You know, in other words, uh, uh, this eighty three war is launched against Israel, and uh, the other nations of the world say, "Oh, look, this is going to you know breed a nuclear war." We need to make a peace treaty and uh, in, a, in a world government now, or will it? Will the eighty-three war come after the Antichrist has set up the government, uh, world government, um, and is using these nations to gain control of Israel? I don't know. Uh, I, it's something that I am studying, you know, and have opinions that are bouncing back and forth about that. Um, you know. Hmm. There are going to be two things, two wars over there, I think, that will take place. And uh, one of them will cause the, the, the peace treaty, if I look at it properly, and the other will be uh, conquering Israel, and that will be at the hands of the Antichrist. The, in fact, let's see, we're up on uh, slide uh, 48 on the, uh, the picture will be good, I guess you can look at the picture. You can see a yellow map of the Sudan in uh, North Africa, just beneath uh, Egypt there. And that might be what is involved in one of those wars. Uh, in the text, you get to the article where there's a, a woman that leads a Messianic Jewish ministry, and her last name is Merkel uh, as well. But uh, she's saying that uh, this uh, latest uh, move toward peace uh, with Israel um, may may signal you know, Saddam becoming uh, one of the major attackers on it uh, when that, that uh, agreement fails. Uh, yeah, I, I, everybody is kind of seeing that there's going to be a conflict over there, at least one, maybe two. And you've got the conflict between the Sunnis and the uh, Shia uh, Muslims, their countries. And then you've got the Arabs against Israel uh, countries war. So that, that's, there's two spoken of there, really, when you think about it. And it will happen. Uh, boy. I well, don't it's, know. It's, it's all prophetic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, all, it, it, it's almost exciting. I, I mean, take, take heart and take heed that we're watching prophecy unfold. And this is a, a, just a wonderful time to be alive. And I say that. Enjoy expectation because we know how all of this is going to end. In the end, we're going to be victorious. That's not to say that there's going to be a heck of a lot of bumpy road ahead, but uh, we know at the end of that road what's what awaits us. So that's a good that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so you know, don't uh, the folks at home don't lose faith and don't lose sight of the ultimate goal. You know, of, or the ultimate uh, um, how the story ends because. I mean, this, I know you've, you've gone to the end and peaked at the conclusion, so you can tell us. I yeah, well, uh, you know, it's it's uh, foretold in the Bible. So, 
and uh, you know, yeah, it, it it's fun to be able to look at the look at the end. Sometimes. It gives you hope. Otherwise, you just want to cut your wrist if there's no way out of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I was one of the things I put up for news today was uh, in slide forty-seven, and it's called the Pure Word. It's a paperback book that uh, a guy has just finished after twenty years of research in it. And um, I looked at the video, which goes with that, and it was really quite interesting. Some of the stuff I already knew. I mean, we had uh, many of us had looked at the the uh, translation, the King James translation of the New Testament, and also at the proper Koine Greek interpretation of the New Testament, um, not using, of course, you know, the King James version. You, the Koine Greek was how you check what words were translated uh, in the King James Version, but there might have been four different meanings of that word. And uh, in the King James, when they translated, say, like love, agape, you know, whatever type of love it is, um, that the King James translators would just say love, and not to tell you what kind it was, whether it was filial love or whether it was, you know, love between a man and a woman or, or that kind of stuff. And um, he found other words like that, other phrases that were not mistranslated, well, I guess mistranslated, but basically they were thrown into the same one word meaning that they used in English at the instruction of uh, King James. He wanted things all kind of tidy and so and simple. So he said, you know, let's make these four different versions go into one word that we'll use in the translation. And there's a little short video that this guy gives uh, talking about uh, some of the things he's done in that book. Who is and, the author on that? I mean, I, I apologize. I, I don't see the name. Um, yeah, actually, I did have that same problem. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Prophecy News Watch is the website. Uh, let me just go over there and see if I can see in that picture. Well, even that, they don't tell you, do they? No. The guy's identified. He's identified on the video. Uh, okay. I, I do know that. So, uh, if we can just see where that video is, yeah, there it is. I'll put it on play here, and yeah, hmm. there he is. I don't see his name showing anywhere yet. No, uh, I, I don't either. I, I didn't see. Um, I didn't see his name. I, I was just curious. I mean. You know, so very Brent, interesting. Brent Miller, Sr., president of One Path Publishing. Brent Miller. Brent Miller. It's down around 18 okay. seconds in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, having having done this kind of stuff with Hal Lindsey and others who studied, you know, the Greek, actual Greek meaning of a word in the New Testament and showing whether, you know, what tense it was and uh, what meaning it was, you know, exactly, and... Uh, I forget now, it's been years since I did that, but um, I realized that there were many things in the New Testament that were summarized words rather than, or phrases, rather than the actual phrase that was there. And it does slightly change the meaning of things. It's not like, you know, uh, an in-depth change of the whole New Testament or anything like that, but it just shows you, you know, the the very fine meaning of the, these words or phrases that were used in the Koine Greek. I mean, Alexander the Great, Put Koine Greek, he, he made that through all the nations that they conquered, that Greece conquered. And um, he developed the Koine Greek so that the different factions within uh, Greece uh, that spoke different uh, colloquial versions of Greek could adopt the, the written word of Koine Greek and the spoken word of it. 
And in the nations they conquered, they made them learn Koine Greek uh, because it was such a specific, like, like militaristic uh, language that there was no doubt when he said blah, blah, blah to the troops of you know, the various subparts of the Greek army that they understood exactly what he meant because they had learned Koine Greek. I mean, in addition to learn how to fight, they had to learn how to speak to each other and to take commands from Alexander and his, uh, his, his, uh, you know, his uh, generals. Um, anyway, I, I just think that I haven't read this book. And I certainly don't get a commission for selling it. But I, after looking at the video there quickly and uh, reading what he's about, I thought it would be nice for other folks that haven't learned about these differences in the, the Greek meanings to read that and uh, to understand, you know, some of the, of, the, of the verses that might not be so clear or might seem uh, illogical uh, when you see that the, the real meaning of that word says blah, blah, blah. Just it's just a way to to test the the translations. Anyway, that was very interesting. And, and there's a, on that page there's a comparison of John three sixteen. For those who are interested who want to take a look, um, there it is. But yes, and, and you know it, it's things do as the saying goes. Things get lost in translation, and, <laughs> and if we can get to the most. Um, contemporaneous writings then of course you know we're we're far better off i, I agree and and most people who what is that exegesis is that the i think that's well is that, yeah is that what it's called or, or translation i mean but the exact translation right. i don't like i tend to think of the translation issue but john three sixteen. what they did say in the king james version is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, in his retranslation of it, like I, what I did in the uh, Cosmic Conspiracy about Daniel uh, 11, a couple of verses yes. in there, in, in the pure word, which is what his book is called, he says, because God has loved in such a manner the Satan's world, so that he gave his son the only begotten risen Christ in order that whoever is continuously by his choice committing for the result and purpose of him should not perish, but definitely should be by his choice be continuously having eternal life. Now, you know, that's probably overkill in, in to the fine uh, part of the word, but I'm guilty of the same thing when I'm talking about the, the verses in, in Daniel about the uh, Antichrist and the uh, alien God that he... Uh, you know, uh, supports or, you know, endorses, which is Satan and his minions. Um, and to be very precise, I said, look, you know, he's going to, the Antichrist and Satan are going to look at uh, humans as fodder, as fragile clay that you can stop and break. Well, you know, if you put the, all those extra words in all the verses to be absolutely correct in the translation, it does make a very long book. Um, in, in, in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, we looked at that. And if you were to put in there the explanations necessary for non-Hebrews to, to see it in their language, you might have a volume that's 35 times the size of the, the Old Testament. Wow. It's it, just to explain people, to people that aren't uh, scholars in it. So that's why we depend on people who are scholars and, and trust them to do the translation of the key verses that they're talking about or we're wanting to know about so that we can understand the the length and the breadth of the meaning of that word in the culture at that time. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, friendly. I, I don't know. I just remember uh, taking three years of Latin, and uh, I took a semester of of Greek. Oh boy. 
and I didn't do yeah. well. I did not do How'd well. How'd you do with the tenses? I mean, the tenses in Greek. Uh, um, we, uh, hand me another beer. Um, <laughs> that's how I handled that semester. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, in fact, I was disinvited from continuing the, uh, anyway, that was a long time ago, but, but you know, the Latin really helped with English. So anyway, but uh, sorry for digressing there. Yeah. Hey, just on a, a lighter note here, you know, we had this snow here yesterday and slide 43. If you look at the, at the slot, at the uh, little picture there, you see this hole in the snow in the tundra type thing, right? I, I see and that. If, yeah. And if you click on it, it shows you the complete uh, context of that hole. It's on our deck. You see the railing on the upper left and the, you know, um, 12 or so inches of snowfall over whatever caused this hole. And uh, it's a, a little, you know, dog water, bird water bowl that we have heated, you know, and so the snow fell around it, but it formed this, you know, channel down to the water for anybody that needed it. You know, Holly's now scraped it all the way so that the birds can get to it as well. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Stan, you're such a smart guy. You, you have that one spot. Why don't you do that for the entire deck, the driveway, the sidewalk, and the, you know, can you, can, is, is that possible? I mean, there's do no what snow. For it? You mean get the snow out of the way? Well, well, yeah, you're such a smart guy. Obviously, no snow fell in that, in, in that area because uh, of the well, heat, it melted, right? yeah. It's, okay, so, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, that's correct. So, just make your entire deck and driveway and sidewalk out of whatever you made. Yeah, Holly would agree with that. Yeah. You know? As it was, I had to trudge up to, you know, somewhat of a depth, you know, on my uh, jeans to get out to the, the feeding tree for the birds uh, off of that deck there. I had to go out and into the middle while it was still snowing and put up these uh, soot seed um, pods that you, you know, like seed all glued together with soot. Yeah. For the birds, because they were all hanging out there on the trees and uh, on the, the tops of uh, pampas grass off to the left there, saying, you know, where's our tucker? We, we're kind of, you know, out of luck here. So I went out there and, and put it in for them. And slide 44 is, is in another picture off of that same deck. And um, I call it the snow cake, because that flat table there is just an iron, wrought iron picnic table we have up on the deck. And it just was... Because the snow fell so evenly, you know, and gently, it made like a snow cake. I just thought it was a clever thing to look at. It. Oh, man. And you're or, the, or the snow's covering a giant bar of gold. There you go. Well, now that's possible. Yes. But I wouldn't say it too loud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when the, when the sun shines, oh. I can see the reflection off of that. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, slide 51. The Vatican goes even further weirder, minting a coin of Mother Earth. You can see her pregnant there on one side of there, and it the, over the top of her dress where she's showing is a map of the world. And, uh, you know, that's Mother Earth. And then over in the Hindi or, you know, Eastern religions, you can see the same thing in, in their religion. And the, the, the Pope is virtually endorsing this by minting a coin like that. This guy is just... He's strange. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's occasions like that, people like that. I just, I, the only thing I can say is what in the hell's wrong with you? Not you, Stan, but you know. Yeah. I, mean, well, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, uh, well, obviously we, we know what's going on with the Pope. I mean, it's, uh, you talk about a socialist 
um, tool, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, tool, is, but for the new world order or a one world government system of governance, um, man, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And, well, you know, Italy is somewhat close to, um, to Turkey. I'm looking at, you know, centralized, uh, you know, Antichrist and false prophets centralized in between these nations, if we go that route. But uh, the actual Antichrist himself, there is growing weight of evidence that it might be uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, other people are starting to draw that conclusion as well. Over on our um, uh, homepage on standeo.com, at the, uh, the, at the very end of that page on the left, where we have articles that Holly's put up on space, there's an article that says, Big Sunspot Crackling with Flares. Yes. I think uh, later tonight I may actually um, put up an, uh, another set of stuff on that because um, I saw a video of this uh, when I was looking through it today on SDO. In fact, I'll take us there in a minute, I think, and show you. But it says, Big Sunspot Crackling with Flares. Now, it is a big sunspot that they're looking at, but there's another one in the upper left of the sun, which uh, about, oh, let's see, what would it be, be uh, about 18 hours ago, had a really big, whopping magnetic turnover, flip-flop of stuff up there. I don't know whether it was responsible for the flares as well as this one, but they're expecting um, C uh, and C4 class uh, flares from what we're seeing there in that shot. And if you scroll down the page, you can see what uh, uh, a young fellow on the uh, Sharjah Solar Telescope uh, caught and, and uh, enlarged of this active region, which is that producing these uh, sunspots, 2778. And it's a little group of sunspots, but when you look at it on the, uh, mm, the SDO site, which I'll direct Eric to in a minute, you can see that it is... Um, very concentrated amount of magnetic field energy right there. Before I go to that, just scroll down that page just a tiny bit, and you'll see the aurora and that bright pink roll, uh, you know, light show there. This is showing an exceptionally high degree of ionization of the upper atmosphere, you know, North Polish region, from solar wind particles. And the reason this is called rare is because you don't see it very often, and uh, it's beautiful, uh, but uh, it's it's more powerful uh, than than normal, and that's when you see that many colors, that bright pink going up to the green. Uh, it's penetrating our atmosphere and ionizing um, nitrogen and uh, oxygen on various levels. Uh, uh, let me just go down the page, just slightly over the left. You'll see a thing that says coronal hole, a picture of the sun on the left part there. You see it? Uh, just go down just a little bit, Eric. I think that's yeah, it. It's in there. the left column right there. Right there, right there, that brown picture of the sun. Now, click on that. And, you know, what they've been talking about is in the lower right-hand part of this picture of the sun. You can see those two bright spots down there. But looking up above it at the coronal hole, that dark space in the north pole of the sun, you see um, little black spots on the left and the right of that uh, object, which is left of a, another bright sunspot activity point. They're all up there in that top part. Now, I'm going to direct you over to another place to look at this area. 
Um, Eric, if you type in the word SDO in your search engine, it should bring up NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory. Can you try that and see? SDO in your search thing in your bar for your browser. What does it give you? He's doing that right now. And okay. uh, it's loading as we speak. All right. And, and when it, it gets up there. There it is. Okay. Now, okay. Now where it says more images, just to the lower left of that image you see there of the sun, click on more images. Okay. Now in that brown one there, that's uh, Angstrom's 193 there. You'll see at the top, that's that first one. Click on data links and go down to the 48 hour video and then move your screen up a bit to show it. Now watch that spot at the top to the left of it. It's going to come along and you'll see this magnificent magnetic surge, a big surge come across there. It's coming just about now. Three, two, one. Wow. Now that's mighty. Yes. And the one we're looking at is, you know, they're talking about so in the lower right, the space weather was talking about. But um, that's this. And if we now go to uh, put this in your browser window here, uh, where is it? Here, here. Oh, where did I put that? Under. Oh, come on. Sun. Type in sun in time. Separate the word sun in time. And it'll bring up sun today, which is another uh, government site. When you see sun in time, click on that word. And that's now going to take you to another one of my favorite pages showing the magnetic field lines. Now, up at the top, where it's got blue things, says today. Click on today. That'll put you to today's date. And then go over to the left on previous day and click on that. That's to get us to where they've updated the magnetic field. They haven't quite done it yet this evening. And in that brown one, there's the third one from the left. Click on 193, which tells you the wavelength that they took the picture in. Click on 193. I give you that brown. Now go up carefully and click on the word PFSS. PFSS. And there. Now those lines show where the magnetic fields are and where they're going where you can't see. And you want to do this when you see these uh, solar events, which are clusters of sunspots or eruptions or you know flip-flops like we were just seeing you can see that that magnetic field uh, really rips around in a very tight uh, like tunnel to the left in the top of the of the sun there anyway this is just mm -hmm. a thing that i use and i want you to bookmark it guys and take, take a look at this because that tells you what's going on it used to be on the sdo uh, uh, website but uh, when COVID hit they no longer maintain the link to this site here very interesting site in different wavelengths. You can see all kinds of stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that. That's oh, that. All right. Well, Stan, guess what? You've, you've what? We, we we, we're, we're out of time, actually. We've got, <laughs> we, we've got a minute, actually. So um, your closing well, thoughts on a minute. Um, God bless you. Well, uh, closing thoughts are, uh, hang on. It's going to be an interesting ride. That's right. That's right. It is. Um, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I can add to that. 
just buckle up, folks, because it's coming. Yeah. All right. Stan, I'll be in touch with you. Folks, we're looking at doing something perhaps special for Election Day coverage. Uh, I'm not sure. We're definitely going to have Stan, and everything's going to be uh, similar to the structure, but it's going to be additional. So just uh, just keep that in the back of your mind. We'll let you know as time gets closer and events happen. Stan, thank you so very much. Support you, Stan Doug. and Holly Dale. All right. Support. God bless you, my friend. Support Stan and Holly Dale. Go to standale.com. That is standale.com. And uh, support them. And folks, support Wisconsin Christian News. WisconsinChristianNews.com. WisconsinChristianNews.com. And uh, get their print copy, their uh, digital copy. It's inexpensive for a year. They allow me to write for them. Don't let that stop you. Also, HagmanStore.com. HagmanStore.com for the best coffee you'll ever drink. May God bless each and every one of you. Have a good night.